it proves that sometimes the Lord puts people in our path that need our help, but it was also in order to bring about a blessing in our own life. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby would like your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. But first, I want to tell you about Archie and Frank. Archie and Frank were best friends, but they had a standing disagreement. Archie believed that Jesus was white, and Frank insisted Jesus was black. For years, they argued about it, and as fate would have it, they both died on the same day and found themselves at the pearly gates. They couldn't wait to have the issue settled, so they ran up to St. Peter. We've got to know, is Jesus white or is he black? Peter says, well, here he comes. Why don't you ask him yourself? And there was Jesus who walked right up to greet them by saying, Buenos dias. And believe it or not, that joke goes over real real well in Mexico. Okay, well, we all know the story of the Good Samaritan. But while reading it this week, I discovered that Jesus revealed the parable as a result of a young lawyer asking him the question, Lord, what must I do to, to inherit eternal life? So based on that, I determined that this parable deserved a closer examination. And I found it's interesting that the parable reveals three distinct and different attitudes that motivate people today just as easy as it did then. As it did, did then. The first attitude is that of the robbers, and that is, what's yours is mine. When the man traveling fell into the hands of robbers who beat him and left him helpless beside the road, There are people in the world today who are resentful of what others have, and they'll cross the line of decency to get it. And we know this. The second attitude is, what's mine is mine. When the priest and the Levite saw that the man was hurt, they crossed to the other side and chose to do nothing. They chose to just mind their own business. And this is the most dangerous attitude, because even us Christians can be guilty of being selective to who and when we want to give our resources to come to someone's aid. The third attitude shown in the parable is what's mine is yours. And here is where the Samaritan comes upon the man and has pity on him. And he treats his wounds and he takes him to safety. And this is the right attitude that Jesus was focused on. Years ago, my brother Glenn and I traveled to Chicago in the dead of winter for a trade show. And one morning during a blizzard, Glenn was pulling the car out of the hotel parking lot when he saw a stranger standing on the corner, obviously cold and unsuccessful in getting a cab. Without thinking much about it, Glenn pulled over and offered the man a ride in the direction he was going. The man was very thankful and also was attending the trade show. So on the ride to the convention center, this man learns of our business. And because of his background... 
he offered some advice that led to a remarkable improvement to the productivity of our factory that actually doubled our profitability. So while Glenn's act of kindness had no motive other than to help the man, it proves that sometimes the Lord puts people in our path that need our help, but it was also in order to bring about a blessing in our own life. Well, that seems like a random act of kindness, and random act of kindness are good. But the problem with that statement is that kindness really shouldn't be random. Genuine kindness is what we're looking for. And genuine kindness is the attitude that says, what's mine is yours. One of the sobering things about Jesus' parables is that while you get revelation on what it takes to see the kingdom of heaven, you also get insight on what won't get you there. And the attitude of what's yours is mine and what's mine is mine are two attitudes that won't get you there. When Jesus was finished with the parable, he asked the young lawyer, which of the three was a neighbor to the man who fell in the hands of the robbers? And the lawyer said, the one who had mercy on him. Then Jesus said, go and do likewise. The man who lives believing what's mine is yours. He knows that what belongs to him belongs to God. And everything that belongs to us is meant to be shared. And that's why the parable of the Good Samaritan is more than a story, but a warning of wrong attitudes to avoid and a description of who God wants to spend eternity with. Have you ever felt completely exhausted physically, emotionally, and spiritually? Stay with Bobby to learn that God's plan for you is to recover and make a comeback to be stronger than ever before. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. What's less than two inches big, fully rechargeable, and comes in three sporty colors? It's Nebo Tools Micro Pocket Light. Impossibly bright and unbelievably small, the Micro features six unique light modes, including the 400 lumen turbo mode and three LED color lighting options, red, green, and white light, to accommodate any situation. The Micro is small enough to conceal in your hand or fit on your key ring. This powerful pocket light even comes with a stainless steel necklace chain to keep this light with you wherever you go. Choose red, black, or silver to match your personal style. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the tiny yet powerful micro pocket light at batteries plus bulbs outlets in hardware stores everywhere and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. I want to talk to you for just a moment to anyone out there who is tired. And I don't mean just physically tired. But those who are really, really tired. I mean who feel like giving up tired. Like can't seem to get a break No matter what I do, tired. I mean, you're tired all over. Your body's tired, your mind is tired, and your spirit is tired. 
In just the last few weeks, I've encountered some loved ones and friends who are in this condition. And I want you to know that if you're here and you're out of gas, the first thing I want to tell you is I am so glad that you came to church today. And the next thing that I want to tell you is that being exhausted physically, emotionally, spiritually, it's not exclusive to you. But just about all of us have experienced a similar condition in our life. In fact, just raise your hand if you've ever been completely out of gas. (laughs) So the fact is, it happens to most of us. But when we're going through it, the most important thing is to recognize the symptoms and look to the Word of God for direction on how to come through it. Because you need to know this. It's God's plan for you to recover and to make a comeback and be stronger than before. Now, Elijah of old was a great man of God and a great prophet. And Elijah ran out of gas. And after God had come through for him in this huge way, the queen threatened him. And Elijah just ran away. He ended up in the desert alone, exhausted, in tremendous strife. And do you know how God dealt with Elijah? He sent an angel to feed him. God didn't scold Elijah or call him a coward because he ran. Because Elijah's problem at that moment was he was just physically and emotionally exhausted. And God's remedy for that moment was simply rest and nourishment. So the first thing that we need to understand is that we have to take care of ourselves. And this is also important. When you have a loved one or a friend who has run out of gas, that in addition addition to prayer, God's plan for recovery starts with rest and nourishment. And the second thing we can do to help us recover is to unload everything on the Lord. And after Elijah, he got some rest and he got some food. He went to a mountain and he slept in a cave. And in the morning, the Lord said, Elijah, what are you doing here? And Elijah just poured it all out. He was frustrated. He felt like a failure. He complained to God. And God just let him get it all off his chest. Then God showed Elijah an amazing character trait that he possesses. And that is with all the unlimited power that he has, he can speak to those he loves with just a whisper. And we'll know it's him talking to us. I'm not suggesting that you go and sleep in a cave when you're all stressed out. But it's not only okay to take your impossible, stressful situation to the Lord. But listen, he expects you to do that. And finally, the way to recover from being physically and emotionally drained is to allow God to give you new direction in your life. Now, many times God actually uses these meltdowns as a tipping point. So he can get through to you about your next assignment. When Elijah had recovered physically and he had gotten all his problems off his chest, only then 
was he ready to receive new instructions from the Lord. And that's when God sent him back on his mission to fulfill his destiny. You know, the story of Elijah has always been inspiring to me because Elijah was no different than you or I. He saw God do mighty things in his ministry, but he still had the same fears and weaknesses that we wrestle with today. And even more revealing in Elijah's story is what links the Lord will go to to nurture a relationship with the people he loves. So no matter what you're going through today and how powerless you may feel, I want you to know that you may not feel like it, but your, your situation is temporary. Dr. R.T. Kendall, who stood right here only a month ago, he said it this way. It ain't over till it's over. Here's a little epilogue about Elijah. After Elijah had his encounter with God in the desert, centuries later, in the book of Luke, the disciples Peter, James, and John went with Jesus to the mountain to pray. And the word says that two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendor talking with Jesus. Did they say Elijah? The one who had had enough? Elijah, the one who was ready to quit, the one who ran when he couldn't cope. Yes, Elijah, the one who just like you and me, God will restore and refresh and renew our lives in Jesus name. So thank you, Dr. Kendall, for reminding us that it ain't over till it's over. And he said this, it ain't over yet. Do you feel like you're just going around in circles spiritually and never moving forward? Stay right there to hear how God can refresh you. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. I love the intense brightness and durability of Nebo Tools flashlights. Listen, my neighbor lost his keys, and I asked if he had checked on the seat of his car. He had, but I handed him my Nebo Tools second-generation Slide King flashlight, and I told him to look again. He found the keys. My neighbor was impressed. This flashlight is so bright, I want one of these, he says. So I ordered him Nebo Tools second generation Slide King flashlight. An amazing high power 500 lumen flashlight, chips on board work light, red light, and red hazard flasher. It's equipped with programmable memory settings for each light mode, has four times adjustable zoom, and it's rechargeable. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the powerful rechargeable second generation Slide King flashlight at batteries plus bulbs outlets, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. Okay, I want to talk for just a minute about a new word for you today. Did you know that Webster's Dictionary adds new words to the dictionary every year? That's right, they do. What they do is they try to add whatever the most used and relevant words are being entered into our culture. 
And here are just a few of the words that have just made it into the Webster Dictionary. Okay, here's one. Hangry. Have you heard this word before? It means you're so hungry, you're getting angry. You would say something like, my cousin Joe is getting hangry. Well, if you haven't heard of it, some people have. That's how it became part of the dictionary. Here's another word. Crypto. Have you heard this word? Yeah, I'm tired, I'm tired of hearing that word. Frankly, I wish they wouldn't put it in the dictionary. Okay, here's another word. Photobomb. You know, when somebody moves in on your picture. Uh, and here's my favorite. Air quotes. How many know what an air quote is? Okay. Air quote is when you do something like this. You say, Pastor Steve said he played, quote, college football. That's an air quote. He's looking at me right now, isn't he? What was I thinking? See how big he is? These are all new words, but I'm not talking about these kind of new words. I'm talking about how to receive a new word or revelation from the Lord. I'm talking about a journey of discovery that can be found in this place. I'm talking about this book that I'm holding. I'm talking about God's word. Let me tell you a story. A number of years ago, on one of our first business trips to the Far East, my brother Glenn and I traveled way out into the Taiwanese countryside to a little village to visit a factory that made weightlifting bars. And it was at night, and the lighting was real bad, and when we stood there and actually watched the workers fabricate these bars, we saw what the machines could do that did it, and we had an idea. The idea was how to make the bars with a unique way of securing the weight plates on the bar. And we developed that idea right there that night in that dirty factory. Well, it turns out the idea was a hit, and the products that we developed with this idea became the best-selling line of, line of weight bars in the country for a decade. But here's the thing. We never would have discovered that idea if we had not traveled to the other side of the world and made our way to this little obscure place. You see, discovery, inspiration, and revelation come from putting yourself in the position to find it. And God provided each of us a way to find a new word from Him when He gave us His word. This book. But we have to be able to open the book and we have to be open to the book to find it. Did you know that the Word of God is miraculous? Not only does it speak truth to all who receive it, but it will reveal things especially and specifically for you. There's nothing more powerful and seeking direction for your life than an open heart, an open mind, and an open Bible. In Hebrews it says, For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than a double-edged sword. 
You see, the Word not only contains revelation about who God is, it also reveals who you are and who you aren't. His Word is alive and active. His Word is the vehicle that God uses to keep us close to Him and protect us from our enemies. And you can't separate God from His Word. I want you to remember this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. You know, sometimes when you see someone whose life demonstrates such character and spiritual strength that they stand firm through some terrible life trial, some storm that's thrown at them, we've all seen this. You know it's not an accident that they can do that? They can do that because you can be sure that they have taken what is in here, this book, and they put it in here, their heart. That's how I want to be today. Don't, don't you? Are you in a spiritual rut today? Do you feel like you're just going around in circles, never moving forward? I want you to know that God has a new word for you today. And it's in there for you. It doesn't matter where you go in either. It, once you do, he'll find you. He'll breathe fresh life into you in a new way. God's word can do that. His word can literally show you the way. In fact, that's exactly what the song says. He says, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So the word for you today is that the word is for you today. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. That's EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484.